Hi there. Welcome to the Lisi and Laura show. I'm Laura. And I'm Lisi. Oh, and we're just so thankful that you guys are joining us mm-hmm. again. And tonight we have a really, really fascinating and I like to think a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisi called me up the other day and she was so excited about this beautiful revelation that she had between her son and herself. And it was Fancy boxes. So, Lisi, tell me about these fancy boxes. Well, Isaac and I were talking about, it was somewhere in Second Timothy, and if you have a conversation with my son or anybody that has ADD or ADHD, you often go down bunny rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember, we were talking about talking about Second Timothy and in the beginning where he talks about being led astray. And then, as we were talking, my son just said, well, that's a fancy box, led astray by a fancy box, because mm. we were talking about the adoration, the adornment of some of the women, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. background story with that. Mm. So um, he was like being led astray by a fancy box, mm. and then that word came back several times that day, where he's like, "Well, that's a fancy box. <laughs> that is a fancy box. Mm-hmm. It's the outside, being impressed with the outside, and not really knowing what's." in this in what it contains right you know and after our conversation i started thinking about it and i'm like when god sent jesus here to the earth he wasn't in a fancy box um he was in a manger in a cave or what some translations right. call an inn um you know laying on straw with animals hanging out you know it was there was nothing fancy about him at all it was a shabby box. It was a shabby box. It wasn't even shabby chic. It was just, you know. Shabby. Shabby. So, you know, let's talk about some of them fancy boxes. Because then earlier today, or was it yesterday when we were talking, I'm like, we could go so many rounds with this. You got fragile boxes, oh. fancy boxes, broken boxes. Segway like damaged. Damaged boxes. You know, um, you know, what kind of packaging are you wrapped in? You know? Absolutely. And then as we were talking, my son and I, and he said, well, what happens when the package is no longer the same? Because we were talking about love. And he said, is love at first sight real? And I said, I believe there's a feeling that you have and you may attribute it to love, but it isn't the agape love that the scriptures talk about. Jesus is love personified. It's when you lay yourself down for those that you love. Love at first sight, if it's based on the shiny box, mm. we have things that happen. We age. As much as we try to fight it, we age. And that box gets diminished. The shine is is not as bright as it once was. And if you're going by that feeling, we know feelings come and they die just as quick. Mm. You fall in love and you talk to somebody and it's like they're, they're glowing. You're like, what has gone on with you? I fell in love. Mm. Talk to him three weeks later. What happened? I fell out. Oh, was it a hole? Right. <laughs> Is it a hole? Right. Is there a hole in the ceiling you fell out of it? Right. Well, because it was based on a feeling. Oh. And and that kind of fancy packaging you were attracted to wasn't really the package. It was how you felt looking at the package. Mm. And then your feelings changed. You didn't get that dopamine hit. That you got because that person fulfilled the need that whatever it was you had. And now that something over there is looking a little better. Look at that fancy packaging. It's much fancier than this one. So you upgrade. That's not the kind of love 
that I told my son. It's not what you look for. Yeah, you'll be attracted, but what is the contents is what will keep you. That is just so reminds me of, and I had to go to it here real quick. In Proverbs 31, in the end, it says, Charm is deceptive mm. and beauty is fleeting, oh, yes. but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mm -hmm. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. And I love that because charm is deceptive. How long can you be charming? Oh, they say you should, this person who was a uh, expert in uh, marriage and family counseling um, told my husband and I really dating two years because it takes the first year for that charm for you to be your real self. Yeah. So his his mind two years was, you know, the thing because charm can only be carried on realistically Doesn't for last. a period of time, Doesn't and then the real you shows. Oh, it's not as charming as uh, you know you are on the first date. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be charm. It should be charade. Because that's basically <laughs> what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm putting on this charade. <laughs> yes, you know, I, my pinky extended. Yeah. When actually I slurp and hunch over my food <laughs> so it doesn't spill on my shirt. Right on. But if I'm on my first date, I'm going to sit up straight, yeah. cross my legs, my ankles yeah. in the proper way with my pinky extended, and then afterward it's like sucking my teeth. You yeah, know, whatever. Picking my teeth. No longer yeah. am I putting on this charade. Right. And then beauty is fleeting. You know, girl, gravity is going to set in, <laughs> you know, yes. there's not foundation deep enough to cover the craters, you know what I mean? Oh, the the, yes. the concave, whatever, what's the word I'm looking for with the wrinkles, <laughs> the depth, <laughs> you know, I got some of the Grand Canyon going on here oh, a little bit around right. my eyes and, you know, some smile lines, but yeah, I mean, I want to be known as a woman who fears the Lord. I want... I want to be more beautiful on the mm, inside nice. than I am on the outside. So I love that um, analogy of a fancy box. You know, you can only hide behind all the packaging and the ribbon for so long mm. before, like you said, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. Those, you know, eventually the real you is going to come out. And then here's my question why do we want to be a fancy box? Why do I want to pretend to be something I'm not? It takes so much energy, you know, to pretend I'm, whatever, Miss Goody Two-Shoes or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I, I just, I don't understand that. I want, like, I love the essence of Elisa. I love the realness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've known each other. It's been over 20 years Yes, ma'am. And, I mean, we've had our ups and downs, some knockdown, drag them out. <laughs> but I love, I love the the person of Elisa. Now, let me tell you what. She can be one of the most fanciest boxes <laughs> on the outside, okay? Listen, this lady can do hair and makeup like nobody else. She did my makeup one time. I didn't even look like me anymore. No. I look like this, you know, beautiful movie star well, or whatever. beautiful. Princess for a night, but, yeah. but that's not what, you know, attracts me to our friendship. The depth and the knowledge and the love that she has for Jesus... For her family, for her friends, um, just, you know, her struggle. She's so real sometimes, you know. It's like, we're not afraid to let it all hang out, which is what I love. We've been on vacations together. Oh, yes. We've had very intimate, 
you know, thing. I don't even know how to describe. But I'm thinking <laughs> when I went to go try on shoes. At oh, the store. I was just talking to my daughter about that. Was the one of the most funny things that ever happened. And I still want to, like, send you that periodically. (laughs) I love it, yeah. So I'm trying on shoes, and, you know, I said something out loud that I instantly regretted because there was another woman standing in the aisle, and she was just kind of looking at Elisa and I like, what did I just walk in on? (laughs) But, you know, we we always have a good laugh about that. uh, I, I forget what I meant. I know what you said. I just don't know if you want me to say it. Well, I don't care if you say it. Okay. She was looking at the shoes in the mirror. You have to remember this. And she had her... <laughs> she had her gym socks on. <laughs> like his tube socks. Like, had a, like the NBA 70s stars had. And she had all these beautiful strappy shoes. And she's lifting her leg up looking. And she has the most amazing ankles. Oh her God. legs and ankles are just... I, I envy them because I have Norwegian backpacker <laughs> I don't even have ankles. I have cankles. I always have, even when I was thinner. Stop. So I'm looking at him and looking at her, and I'm holding back a laugh, which as you have you gotten to know me, I can't hold back laughs, and yes. I cackle, whatever. And she says, well, just Im- just picture me naked. <laughs> I said, just picture me naked in there. And she meant minus socks. the socks. Right. And this lady just happened to hear her say, imagine me naked in them. Oh. And I, the good thing I was sitting, because I'm like tough, you know, t- just dying laughing oh. over here. And then she's looking at me like, uh, it's like you don't say, my face hurts. Yeah. You can't say that around my husband yeah. or her. Because you know they're going to say, well, your face hurts? Well, it's killing me. <laughs> you know, so we're like, we don't let you get by with yeah. anything. Amen so like what that. I love about Laura is this right here. Mm. This is genuine. This is mm. authentic. We just, we laugh, we cry. Yes. Um, I'm telling you, at my lowest point, mm. Laura was there. Like, I'm, I'm half out of my mind. I'm ready to get wheeled away. Mm. And I'm like calling her. We got to call Laura. <laughs> and my family knows her as Laura with the big Bible. <laughs> Who, Laura? Laura with the big Bible? Yes, that's that's the only Laura I really have. I have Lori's. Plenty of Lori's, but I only have one Laura. Oh. Laura with the big Bible? Okay, yes, Laura with the big Bible. That's what, I mean, how cool is it? And I know you've heard her say this. If you've listened to us, get in the word, wash yourself in the word. And she's known by my, my mom's side of the family as Laura with the big Bible. I mean, how cool is this? So she has this word and I was there at the beginning of her walk with Christ. So I saw her at the beginning and then flourish and grow. And Laura is a beauty. She, there's just, I always think she looks like a mixture of um of Julia oh. Roberts. Anytime I see a Julia Roberts movie and Brooke Shields, I just think she's this mixture. But the inside, the outside, gorgeous. The inside is godly. Mm-hmm. It shines. She's been able to bring my husband up. When I was in the hospital, I had a 50% chance. At one point, mm-hmm. they were going to do this risky procedure and my husband, who loves me like Christ loves the yes. church. When my son and daughter talk about what's real love, I say, look at your dad. Amen. He loves us. He loves me. He laid his life down. He had gray beard overnight over his concern of my daughter. She had her own story. But Jim was falling apart and Laura's like, nope, I'm going to tell you right now. These are Lisa's favorite verses and she used the word, Laura, with the big Bible. The word was in, the word came out and built my husband up. And he was like, okay. And he made strong decisions and he did things that helped ease my care because he knew. I don't like being hot. Mm. He made sure there was a fan and he knows how much I love music. And so there was music in the room and I did, I totally turned around when Jim encouraged by my Mm. beautiful friend to get into the word and say the word over me. Amen. That is a con, the contents, her outside box is gorgeous. 
what keeps us is the inside. That's Amen. Jesus. Amen. And that's what I love so much about my friendship with Elisa. Um, she she is like the epitome of iron sharpening iron. Mm. So, you know, challenge your friendships. If you're mm. not growing yes. because your sister, you know, instead of gossiping with you or, you know, cutting other people, no, you don't need friends like that. Mm-mm. You need friends that will come and challenge you. Uh, one of my most favorite things that I ever did with Elisa was, and by the way, she is a phenomenal writer, a phenomenal singer. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you what. We wrote an Easter play together. Oh. Okay. And we did this in the hustle and bustle of a Perkins. It, was it like two o'clock in the morning? I mean, I don't even know what time it was. It was pre-kid for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This we were, we were much younger, but I was very young in the faith. Lisa has been like in the faith, what, since you were nine? Yeah. Eight or nine. Eight yep. or nine years Good old. Good memory. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, I was literally a babe in the faith, but just to sit with her and to be able to bounce ideas off of, you know, one another, and she just birthed this most amazing, (laughs) amazing play for our church. Listen, I want to tell you what, my father came to this play, and now my dad was, you know, raised, he's in the Catholic branch, whatever you want to call it. He's a Catholic. But for my father, a grown man to cry at one point during this play, it just, oh, my heart just melted. And that play has impacted people. I mean, people still talk about it. You know, the dancing and the music and just... Just the way it brought the church together, mm. you know, was just, it was phenomenal, you guys. But so that's our point in all of this. You know, surround yourself with people of like mind. Like, yes, substance. You know, I mean, like I said, it's easy to find, you know, the people that are quick to gossip with you or, you know, tear you down when you're already down there because. What what is that weird thing? Like crabs that pull you back down. Yeah. Misery loves company. Misery loves company. Mm-hmm. You know, or they like to be. You know, feel above you. The only way they miserable. can is if someone's below. Yeah, that's not a, a person that you need to hang out with. That's amen. someone you minister to. Yes, and then know that there's friendships that you have that aren't going to be in a room level. That's true. They're so not, true. and it's okay. Like I used to think everybody had to be these deep. No. And and you know what I found? I found that I ended up going backward in my faith, going mm. backward. And, it, you know, it doesn't mean I discount them, but it doesn't mean that I hang out on that soul level because they're not there. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, but you don't understand. Fancy boxes, like even like talking to yeah. Laura. I'm like, I had talked to some other people and they were like, hmm. And I'm like, okay, because maybe I'm like, maybe this isn't like, like uh, epiphany maybe this isn't and then I talked to her and, and I should know to not to base what God's doing on someone else's Amen. reaction Amen. I mean that's that's you know 101 in mm-hmm. life however it happens but when I talk to her she's like celebrating this truth and she knows how I get I'll be like like shouting with like oh my god to hear this stop what you're doing please give me three minutes oh my gosh oh my gosh and I'll just go on to this thing and it's like maybe mundane but it's revolutionary to me and she celebrates Amen. it with me and that's more than a fancy box, Amen. you know, and then what would also drew Laura and I together is we were damaged boxes oh, and we were gosh. damaged in a similar way. Oh, and the way we covered it up, you know, it, it was, it was, it was our time to be healed. Amen. We didn't want to stay damaged. We were fragile yeah. and we come off with this bravado mm. that was like, 
you know, she could even tell. I can remember that one time we were in the nursery and you're like, something's not right with you. Mm. And I know it. What's going on? And that's because deep calls to deep. Oh, amen. And having a friend that you can be vulnerable, that knows it, that's priceless. Oh, amen. That's amen. a priceless box. Yep. Yep. That's iron sharpening iron. Um, we shared anxiety together. Um, I remember Elisa, and it brought me such comfort to know, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when you told me um, when you would go to church, you would eyeball the door. You, oh, you, I... You'd have to have the seat, like, with the direct line to the door. Yep. And I was like, I'm not alone, <laughs> you know? This is my spirit animal over here. <laughs> um, because I was the same way. I mean, I had to, you know, sit by the window or by the door. But, yeah, I mean, we, we share a depth. And... It's it's Christ that binds us together. Definitely. You know? And what's awesome, too, is there's often friendships that are forged in the fire. Mm -hmm. That you may share a similar um, trial or a tragedy. Mm. But it doesn't go beyond that. Like, you just kind of commiserate together. Mm. And what is awesome in the friendship that I have with you is we weren't okay to stay there. Yeah. We had lived there. We don't want to make a lifetime Amen. of it. Amen. So the first step of any healing is admitting that you're powerless yeah. to it. The second step is moving forward. And I don't remember all those steps, but I do know the first is, is admitting that you have a problem, but you don't want to stay there. Yeah. You don't want to stay there because the, the journey to wellness is many steps. Oh. And you have to have someone on that journey with you that is committed to their wellness. Because a lot of times... You know, if you are in that mindset of being broken, you don't know how to be well. And somebody else who was broken with you gets well. Sometimes you don't always celebrate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The Bible also teaches us um, not only to worry about our interests, but to worry about the interests of others as well. Mm. You know, in other words, you know, pick up your sister, pick up your brother along right. the way, drag them with you. And uh, one last point I want to go over because... Um, you had mentioned this earlier and I'm like, oh, there is a young lady or a young man out there that really needs to hear this. And we were kind of talking about the boxes that, well, if you love me, oh, yeah, right. you want to go into that a little bit? Well, we were talking, my daughter and I are going over, um, it's called Fallacy Detective and it's a, uh, a book that has all these different terms and gives you exercises to understand, for instance, a red herring when some irrelevant thing is brought into your conversation or your debate and it draws you off topic and my daughter is starting to understand the variety of terms and the one thing I was telling her the reason I want you to hold on to this more than anything is there may be a time in your life that you're dating someone and they'll say if you love me mm. you will continue forward with whatever this thing is mm -hmm. whether it's a physical thing or even friendship so if you're really my friend you're going to go do this thing with me that's contrary to your your code of conduct. Your character. So those things can lead us astray where we're trying to fulfill their needs, but it's going to leave us empty. So true. That's so true. And it's important to point that out. Yeah. It's important to see that and you know back up from that because that's not healthy. No one's going to ever, they're never going to propose that. And it's just kind of that thing like, yeah, yeah, I know. When you're in the heat of it and you have that emotion that's thick within you, oh, it's yeah. very easy to to give in to that and to, because you want to keep that person. But I'll lose them if I don't. Well, then they were never yours. And it's easy for me to say I'm not wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. 
But if you can apply godly logic and wisdom to that and say like, whoa, if someone really loved me, would they ask me to do this? Amen. Would you ask me to go against my core of my being so that you can be satisfied? Is that really laying your... Remember what we said. Love is Jesus. Jesus is love personified. He laid his life down. So the person that's pursuing you and saying, if you love me, you will do this act of physical. You'll show me physically how you love me. Yeah. I'm not married to you. You can walk away tomorrow and take this very precious gift. Yeah. You know, and that that's something that someone who truly loves you would lay their life down and yeah. not ask you to do that. That's right. That's it's like right. an extension of my love. It's how you're going to show me my love. Mm-hmm. Really? So how are you showing me your love? By asking me to do this? Yeah. Is that them? Then you washed this in the word. Is this you laying your life down for me? Or is this you gratifying yourself and taking something precious for me? Oh, amen. That's a great word, Lisa. All right. I think we're going to put a pin in it. I think that's one of our catchphrases <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> so, but just be thinking, you know, this next up, upcoming week, you know, take a look at all the fancy boxes that are around you or damaged boxes or broken boxes and, um, you know, maybe look in the mirror and figure out what kind of packaging you're yielding there, you know, but just yield it to Christ, yield to the Holy Spirit, you know, and, um, he's the author and perfecter of your faith and he is your designer who has given you purpose Mm -hmm. and you are more than just your appearance. You know, God says that he looks upon the heart and uh, nothing is hidden from him. So even behind a fancy box. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So we love you. We're praying for you and we hope you have a great week till we meet again. Bye-bye.